Welcome to Disney Planning Insights Top 3, where we come up with our three best or worst answers to fun Disney categories like favorite restrooms and worst lines to stand in. We pick a new category from the list each week and have 20 seconds to come up with our answers. Join in on the fun by posting your answers in the comment section below or by submitting a category on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Now into this week's episode after a quick ad from our friends at Anchor. Business trip. Uh, <laughs> it does tingle a little bit. And now he has his Wookiee. Hey everybody, welcome to Top 3. I am Matt with the DPI Podcast. On the other screen behind Chewbacca is Peter with Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel. Um, he is one whiteboard away from Woody. If you've been here before, you know how this goes. If you haven't been here, we're going to pick out a chip. We've got a spreadsheet with a bunch of just random things about Disney that we're going to rank our Top 3 of. And we have a lot of fun doing it. So here we go. I'm going to pull out a chip here, and this is going to be chip number seven. Oh, yeah. My pen just died. Well, hopefully you can do this one in your head. Chip number seven is going to be... Hmm. Okay. Things you would change... As director of Disney Parks. I can't do this in my head. <laughs> this is a really, really good one. So, you have 20 seconds. Planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details? Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on Earth. You can contact Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. I'm actually getting, getting pen and paper for this one um, because this this is a really, really, really good one. And we could, we could spend a half hour show just after we thought about this putting it together and actually putting it out there. But doing this on the spot is going Much to harder. be... Much harder. Yeah. Much harder. Now, when we say things we would change, can we incorporate, like, the stay, the on-site stay? Yes. Okay. So, I, a director of Disney Parks, I think you would be able to do just about anything parks-related, resort-related. So, like a oh. CEO, like a Josh Tomorrow-type position. Ah. Ah. So... Yeah. my goodness okay I'm going to start because I've got a good third one um, and I think it's something that's been needed for a long time but I would do a refurbishment to the monorail huh. um, I think that is the one form of transportation right now that it's iconic but it's 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 getting run down um, and that they've been kind of trying to spruce up the monorail trains and that kind of stuff. But I think it's time to just pull those trains off the tracks 
And let's go to version 8. Because I think they're, what, the Mark... No, they're the Mark 4s right now, aren't they? So they're in version 4. So the, let's go to the Mark 5s or whatever the next version is going to be. And let's put some new monorail trains on those tracks. And really get that mode of transportation back to iconic status. Uh, it just, like I said, you know, right now it's very, very like... 80s when you ride on the monorail and I think they've got the opportunity to really do something cool with that I mean you could double down on that and say and send it to more parks yeah I think sending it to more parks but that's a lot is a lot yeah but I mean just pulling the trains off and putting new trains on it you know and you know, making them just, I mean, look at what Disneyland has, look at what Tokyo has, you know, there are much nicer versions of the same thing out there that the biggest park in the world doesn't have. So, yeah. so yeah, so that, one. that is my number three is a refurb of the monorail system. Okay. What is your number three? We we need some work done in Animal Kingdom. So when I really started getting after going to the parks almost a decade ago, um, Hollywood Studios was just the drab park that nobody talked about. And, and they've done a really great job beefing that up with the inclusion of the Toy Story and the Galaxy's Edge. Um, to where now Hollywood Studios puts itself right up there towards the top of my list of where I will spend, you know, arguably the second most amount of time. But I have really, really been willing to push off Animal Kingdom because although Pandora sounds amazing, um, it's really easy to argue that I should skip it for many, many better other things because outside of Pandora, Kilimanjaro Safari is a cool ride, but it's not worth an hour and a half wait. And unless you catch it early in the morning, that's what you're going to be looking at. Um, same thing with Kali River Rapids. It's, I don't know, like, okay on a hot day, but not really. And Expedition Everest is a good time um, for sure, but, you know, only just because it's, arguably the most thrilling if not the most thrilling top three to five um roller coasters and so if you go in and you say ah kali river rapids isn't worth it i'm gonna ride i'm gonna ride uh right away in the morning i'm gonna get on the the uh the i, I just said it a moment ago and then i just lost it um kilimanjaro safari Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go ride Expedition Everest. And then I'm going to go spend some time in Pandora. Even if I incorporate Let's Go See Lion King and Let's Go See Finding Nemo, I'm I'm still done mid-afternoon. And so there's just not enough to suck a day of attention. Um, the animal treks are great, but let's be honest, nobody's really there to go to a zoo. And so we really need that Zootopia edition we really need dinosaur cleaned up like dinosaur the dinosaur area dino land usa area that midway with the carnival games 
I don't know whose idea it was, but it just makes Disney feel like a cheap carnival. And it's just not good enough for the level of parks that we're trying to put out there if I'm in charge of all of this. Um, those things are an absolute eyesore and an absolute joke. Those belong at a state fair, not Animal Kingdom and Disney World. Yeah. We need to we need to add one, if not two more big lands with three to four good attractions to make Animal Kingdom worth a day. Yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. I mean and I and I think that we're kinda on the same page that we think in September we might hear that is one of the next projects. And let's put it this way, if it isn't, it's a huge miss. Because yeah. straight up Animal Kingdom, if we're gonna charge $120, $130 a day, Animal Kingdom is straight up not worth that much money. No, and it's I, not. I have told that directly to some clients. I had a family just a couple weeks ago say, oh, we're between three days if we wanna do all of them except Animal Kingdom, or four days if we wanna do Animal Kingdom. I said, how about I switch that on you? You have a six and an eight year old. What if you do four days Magic Kingdom twice? Forget Animal Kingdom at all. Like when you get to a five or six day ticket, so now your fifth day is only $30 a person, your sixth day is only $10, $15 a person. Sure, let's throw Animal Kingdom in there because now it's worth $40, $50 a person. It's not worth a $120 ticket. Shannon put some great ones on, up here. We'll get to hers after um, after we get through ours. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into number two. Um, my number two will come after you guys give us some ideas for new topics on the top three show. So go over to the webpage. Um, it's about to come up here, but if you are listening, it's patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. And give us an idea for a top three show. We've had some great ones that have come through that we have used in shows. So love to hear what you want us to come up with our top three of, because you know, this is kind of fun to, I mean, especially something like this where we really have to think about it, you know, really get those juices going. So definitely go over to the website or throw an idea down in the comments or hit us up on one of the social media accounts. Um, we'd love to hear from you and, and answer one of your top three ideas. Um, so my number two um, is, is very much because of my trip to Paris. I think we need a true Epcot, Epcot gate hotel. Um, and I think it is, it's a huge opportunity. You could have the monorail going behind it, but have the people that are coming from the Epcot parking lot walk under this hotel as the entrance. You can, you can make it to where you can still see Spaceship Earth in the back and all that. But just give us a, a, an Epcot hotel on the front of the park that is worth something. That's a good idea because literally the you could just slide the monorail station back a little bit and incorporate it into this hotel that you build. You could even leave the monorail station as it is and make it an open air station that connects to the back like of the, the hotel. Belt. Yeah, the back yeah. side of that hotel. Yeah. So. You know, my number two, and, and you know, this is something that's kind of been out there as one of those 
those far-fetched rumors for a while that Epcot was going to get a hotel in the parking lot area. And it's just kind of been out there and, and nothing's really come of it. But no, I really think like a true gate hotel would be really I don't cool. know, man. I don't know if I would want to park view on that because that globe is illuminated all night long. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want. <laughs> oh, hey guys. You'd have blackout Dude. curtains in it. I'm just saying, it's going to feel a lot like Amsterdam. <laughs> Sleeping on a park view, and you don't pull all the curtains. But think about the rooms on the back of that hotel, though, when they bring a new fireworks show, and if they no, incorporate... No, that would be amazing. No, I'm, I'm being completely facetious when I say that. Yes, yeah. it would. And I would stay there in a heartbeat. And, and so many people would. That would become, like, the... If you're doing Disney without kids, that is the bucket list hotel it would shift away from beach and yacht and boardwalk to let's go stay in that yeah yeah for sure so that's a really good one that is my number two peter what is your number two you know i'm just gonna kind of state an obvious here um we need to really look at what we are trying to accomplish with the parks division of the company because it and it's evidenced right now. Now, granted, May is normally slow, and we expect an uptick back into June and July. But, and I alluded to this in my first one, Disney parks are pricing out people. Yes. Um, they, they really are. And you're going to get the faithfuls who come regardless, but you're going to alienate and completely lock out so many people that – just want to do it once with their kids and I, I don't know if I were if I were king for a day I would slide it back to 2020 2021 prices and call that yes I but the rising cost of this and the rising cost of that but man I don't know it you have got to figure out um whatever it is but this soaring, 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 soaring. It's just unsustainable for people to come and visit. Yeah. So very simply put, if I was in charge of parks and, uh, you know, parks and that division, if I was Josh tomorrow, um, boy, I would, I would figure out how to make my bottom dollar without all of this nickel and diming. So whether that's, make the ticket prices lower or give back the free fast passes. Like they have, they have stripped away so much and in turn increased prices. Yeah. My magical, my magical express is gone. My, my fast passes are gone. Like I'm, I'm being nickeled and dimed left and right. And on top of that, it costs me more to walk into the park. If you're going to nickel and dime me, make it cheaper for me to walk into the park. Yeah. Yeah. Simply put. No, really good one. Really good one. So let's get to our number ones. Um, man, there's an obvious one out there, but I don't know that I want to go in that direction. I think there's Do so it. many other things that can be done at the parks other than adding a fifth gate. But I think Walt Disney World is very much in need of a fifth gate. 
whether it's a villains park, whether it's a Marvel park, whether it's a, you know, just some other concept park. We're getting to the point where even on the busy days, it's, it's starting to get unbearable to go to the parks again. Um, and, and a fifth gate would spread that out. Now, a fifth gate, I mean, you're talking five years down the road. But it spreads that out and it gives you something new without having a huge a huge expenditure and a huge hole in the middle of your park like we've dealt with at Epcot for what feels like five years now where the whole center of that park has been under construction. Um where you can just kind of put it behind walls and just get it done and kind of out of sight, out of mind. And then all of a sudden you've got this brand new thing um, for the fifth gate. And, and again, this is something that we've talked about for possibly D23 that it could be an announcement with all the Reedy Creek stuff that's out there and, and it could be the ultimate kind of F you to DeSantis for them to try and do this. Um, but I don't know. I, like I said, I think there's so many other things that they could do that the fifth gate is kind of like a pipe dream right now. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Fifth Gate as my number one, but I, like I said, I think there's a bunch more. And Shannon's got, like I said, she's got great great ideas on hers. So, Peter, where are you going for your number one? We're going Shannon instead of the Wookie today for the bonus. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and like you said, there's there's a lot of like little low hanging fruit we can talk about, like get the refurbishments done on the hotels, build, you know build a couple more in the intermediate, like give me one more value, give me one more intermediate, just to, because there's so many deluxes that are 500 plus a night, you know, it comes back to affording it for more people. I understand that would increase the the attendance, but not really because you're you're gonna get more people to come in I don't know. I, I feel like it would be negligible. If anything, you're going to hurt the properties around. You're going to have less people go to the Wyndham's and less people go to the the Westgates and, and the Hilton's and stuff. You're going to have more people go, oh, I'll stay on site then. Um, you know, that's, that's the big, if anything, it makes Disney money um, by making more options that are more affordable for more guests. But um, the thing I'm going to go, I'm good boy. I'm going to go back to animal kingdom. Um, like, with the failure of show after show after show happening in that lagoon, you have got to figure your stuff out. And it is crazy. Like you can argue Fantasmic is Hollywood Studios nighttime show, which I will argue here. But even on top of that, they have projection to the theater and a decent like soundtrack. And I know we can't launch shells. I 100% agree and feel like you cannot launch shells into the sky but in the age of lasers and pyrotechnics and drones, you are telling me that you cannot put a show in the sky over that lagoon to close out the night or around the tree of life to go along with the little projection that's done there. Bonkers. 
Uh, again, Animal Kingdom has fallen so far behind in my mind. So I'm sorry to use two of my three focusing on Animal Kingdom, <laughs> but it's not worth being there in the day. It's not worth being there in the night. Like it is, it is just, and, and they all go together. Because if you're not going to lower the prices, it's just straight up not worth going and being at Animal Kingdom these days. Um, but for that part to not have a culminating end the night thing like all the other three parks do is just is just bad like yeah. it's just bad in the again in the age of things that we are able to do with technology to not have that like run the electric light parade across the, the lake i don't <laughs> think like, it's something that makes people want to go sit down and watch and close out their night and feel like you've put a nice little bow on the package of Animal Kingdom Day. Well, and I think you're seeing a lot of parks go to these drones. You know, they've, they've run now two drone shows in Disneyland Paris, the the Disney Delight Show and then the Avengers um, show over at their Studios Park. Um, you know, Dollywood, Kings Island, Cedar Point, all these big national regional parks are putting drone shows up uh so it just it would make a lot of sense i really think that they're going to incorporate drones into the epcot show right what get over to animal kingdom yeah yeah <laughs> don't harmonious so, was just fine i enjoyed harmonious i thought it was a fantastic little show and that that's Harmonious is not get, ever going to get the love it deserved, you know, because it was, it was, and it was one of those shows. Harmonious Live was the best thing that Disney Plus put out as far as a Disney Live production. And then I was there when they were setting up to film that. And then the Harmonious, the show was absolutely spectacular in person. It mm -hmm. didn't come across in video like it was in person, not even close. No, it was, and it was a very good show, and it was filled with many emotional scenes and it told a story of celebrating the animation history of of walt disney company it, it was it was it was a good and it highlighted the more multicultural things that disney has done i will say that too um over just throwing a bunch of princesses up on the up on the screens so i i yeah you and I have speculated before that drones are coming to Epcot, which I totally think we're right on, but send those things to Animal Kingdom. You have yeah. no reason for a family to stay into the night other than to, oh, look at the bioluminescence in Pandora on the floating mountains. Well, and that's, Shannon just chimed in. She goes, Peter's right. There, is, there isn't really anything keeping guests in Animal Kingdom until dark, which is the best time to see Pandora. Right, which is when, and that's why you're getting a lot of like Magic Kingdom and Epcot are ass to elbow because why would I stay? If I have the ability to leave Animal Kingdom, I will not be in Animal Kingdom at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. you have nothing holding me there to then go see the other cool things like Shannon brought up. Yeah, and here's the thing. You know, Shannon, you and Shannon were kind of on the same page with this tonight. So her number three was Bring Back the Spirit of Aloha Dinner Show, which, yes. That's a good one. Unfortunately, it's been replaced by a giant-ass tower. <laughs> <laughs> they can dance it's on really, top of her. That's not been filled. <laughs> um, 
her number two goes along with your adding more moderate resorts. Add a fun themed table restaurant to Art of Animation. That would kick it up into intermediate because or it's, Pixar dining. Yeah, right. You know, because like they're already kind of charging intermediate prices. You're basically getting suites for the cost of a deluxe studio at a a better resort. So yeah, throw it, throw in a Pixar dining where I get to meet Sully and Woody, uh, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that makes a, a ton of sense because you could do like Joy and Sully and Buzz Lightyear and there, there's they've got a lot of those characters in the Ooh. park already. Right, right. It's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, let me think of ones that they already have costumes for. Yeah, toss those into a character meal all day long from breakfast, like into a Chef Mickey situation. Or they could do something like they've, got, like they've got on the cruise ships where they have the screens where the sketches come to life and talk to you at your table. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of ideas there. And then number one for her was the fast pass system, free fast pass system for resort guests. Yep. I mean. Yeah, Shannon and I kind of like overlapped one another with, uh, with the ideas. No. No, but that that was a really really good one. I like thinking like that. I need to. We need to think about more like those. You know, maybe make them a little bit more park specific and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then you can text Bobby the uh, link, and then you know when they need uh, somebody to come in and do a job, they'll just hire us off the street. Yeah, we can be their think tank. Yeah, they're <laughs> called Imagineers, Matt. Oh 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 oh. oh. <laughs> Well, they haven't been very imaginative here lately, so. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just, I don't know, man. It's all about the green. I have said this before, and this was the topic of mine. Walt Disney is rolling in his grave looking at the financial approach to the entertainment of people at the parks. Um, because it is very much right now, it's like, it's like Disney has created a bunch of Dorises from Meet the Robinsons, by the way. Uh, that are just like taking their claws and pulling out wallets. Like Walt Disney straight up, I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the exact quote, but when asked about the parks, Walt Disney said the purpose of the parks is to inspire imagination because when imagination is inspired, it will inspire us to continue creating for these people. Like, I, I don't know. His idea of the parks was that it was supposed to be a celebration for all walks of life to come and enjoy the things that his company has put out to increase the entertainment and joy of the next generation of people. And when you charge me $140 to walk in, plus $30 per person to have Disney Plus, plus $18 per person to ride this one ride, plus no dining plan, plus you can't park up till two. Like, boy, that hurts. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, another great top three. I have no clue where everything just went. Everything just like disappeared. It's back, but it like, <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, that was freaky. All right, well, guys, thanks for joining us tonight on a top three. Thanks for joining us for the new segment earlier. Um, if you do have any questions, you can reach out to us. 
You can find Peter over on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel or just type in Disney Travel Agent over on Facebook. You can find me at DPI Podcast or over on Twitter at Disney Insights. Thank you again for joining us tonight. We are going to get out of here. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Remember to join in on the fun by posting your top three in the comments below and by submitting your categories on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Have a good week. Bye now.